Welcome to the show, Daver here. What up, Chad? Chandler is also here as well. Yay! Perfect. All right, we got the uh, trio in the house. Uh, how you feeling tonight, Chad? Uh, pretty darn good. Uh, great show last night, and uh, moseyed down through work, and was uh, thinking about the show all day. Uh, I was looking forward to it. How about you, Chandler? Seventy percent of a good show. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Um, and yeah, there was one particular match that kept me up most of last night. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. You know, it's long lasting legacy, but we'll get to that. And I mean, not to be too cynical, I am really excited for full gear. How y'all feeling about full gear coming up? Uh, really excited. Uh, I thought the show did a great job of actually being a good go home for a change. Uh, I feel like a lot of dynamites just feel like dynamites and there happens to be a pay-per-view later, uh, where I felt like this one, there was a lot more focused than usual. Uh, do you feel that way too, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like every match has a build. Every match has weight behind it. I know why we got there. I know the motivation behind it. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, every match will be uh, interesting and captivating for sure. Um, what match, uh, Chandler, is your uh, most anticipated match for Full Gear? It's a loaded question there, Dave. Um, probably a swerve hangman. I mean, I loved their match at Wrestle Dream. That was my match of the night. And I'm sure that was just because I was there. We were there, but my God, just everyone that was Swerve's house that night. Uh, but especially with the promo that Hanger cut tonight on Dynamite, I hate to say it, I think Hayman should win. Like, I'm glad I put him in my think will happen. Cause I which you should check that video out, by the way. But I oof, I don't want to get into it just yet. What about you, Chad? Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be that's definitely uh, heated up for me. Uh, Mox is a close second. Uh, him no selling that orange punch, and uh, I, that that also that made me wake up. But yeah, uh, fired up Hangman is uh, nothing like it. I'm glad he, this version of him finally came back. Uh, Dave. Yeah, he uh, reminds me of the old Hangman like uh main character of AEW hangman that we all love and miss. Um I don't know if you uh Chandler got to catch much of the uh main character hangman but man oh man it seemed like for a good year and a half everything led up to him winning the championship. And when really? he did it was satisfying, it was cathartic, like people felt satisfied that's so uh that's something i've been hearing a lot about recently is uh since i've been watching i've been watching since forbidden door i mean forbidden door just a five or ten man tag match all in six man tag match and then wrestle dream it was a great match but hangman just has not been getting some good matches like solid matches and he's barely been on any dynamite previously as far as i can tell but now the swerve feud i mean it's bringing Swerve, like it's firmly put Swerve on the same level as Hangman, but Hangman is just able to be Hangman again, as far as I can tell. I haven't seen old Hangman. 
Um, uh, something too, I wanted to, uh, talk about real quick. I forgot to, during our prediction video, um, I believe <laughs> Halloween havoc 1999 was the last pay-per-view that Jericho sting and Tony Schiavone were on together. So full gear will be that many years later that they're all in the same pay-per-view together. It'll be kind of cool. You said 99, and I, right? Yeah. 24. Yeah. And I believe the giant was also on that card too. So Paul White be on with, the card. Yeah, I think he's yeah. still lay, laying down in uh, Southern California somewhere. I think he's with, dead. With medical attention. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to a, that. He was taken to we'll a local to medical that. facility. Yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, he was with Shaquille O'Neal in the ambulance and oh, yeah. never to be heard from again. <laughs> so before we get into Dynamite, uh, don't we have a little addendum to our predictions here? You want to talk about it, Dave? Yeah, we've got a not a very big announcement, but an announcement nonetheless from Excalibur. Um, we're going to get a new mystery signing at Full Gear. And uh, they haven't revealed it yet. And we are going to predict who it will be. Now, before we, all, what... before we say a name, I want to add a little bit of nugget in here right remember how uh christian was a hall of famer pick and we all agree he is a hall of famer just maybe at that time not a top level hall of famer so the thing tony khan has used or said to describe this person is a talent that most if not all of the AEW fan base will respect it's a big thing to describe a newcomer for so I had a pretty big guess, and then I found out their contract was uh, not over until February. So I had to come up with something else. But what do you guys think? Uh, you want to go first, Chad? Uh, sure. Uh, so uh, I, too, started thinking uh, of Mr. Osprey, but then I uh, heard, yeah, it's February, so... Um, unless they were trying to piss New Japan off, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing that would happen. Um, the other one that popped in my head was Mercedes Monet, but I actually think that's too big a name um, to be treated so offhand. That makes sense. I think they'd be making a bigger deal of it than a tweet and Excalibur kind of mentioning it. Uh, I, I think Tony would be in major announcement mode. We've got a really big announcement. So I'm thinking um, somebody a little more that independent that the that Rudy would respect. Um, I'm going to go with Ryback. No, just kidding. Uh, just kidding. You got me. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Chris Hero, actually. He's been getting back into the ring lately, and uh, I think he would be uh a pretty bad badass addition so yeah chris hero would be my guess hmm chandler right. who you got yeah that's a pretty good one you know what i i hear your reasoning of if it was uh actually mercedes monet tony would make a bigger point 
but I raise you one criticism. Tony Khan does not care about women. So I'm saying it's Mercedes Monet. Mm. I was full Osprey. And then I was like, oh, you know, maybe he could do like a power play and be like, F U W W E. I'm going to buy out his contract and secure this guy. But I was like, no, no, no. That's like fantasy bookie. I got to be a little bit realistic here. So I'm going to say genuinely, I think it's going to be Mercedes Monet. And I hear your point, date or chat of it should be a bigger deal. But I, I raise you. That, that's actually a uh, fair, fair point too. Now you got me second guessing myself. Uh, but if also if it's not Ryback or uh, Christopher Hero, maybe uh, Enzo Amore. Just kidding. No, <laughs> I I'm fine with Big Bill. Big Bill is good now, but not Enzo. S A W F T Soul. I hated that when it was over in WWE. <laughs> I, I still hate that guy. We'll we'll get past it. What do you think, Dave? I am sticking with my Will Ospreay because AEW and New Japan have a working relationship together. Um, they know that if Will Ospreay signs with AEW, he'll get to work for them and with them whenever they need them need him. Uh, I think they would allow it to be announced totally 100%. Uh, yeah. Sticking with Will Ospreay. Cool. I think that's a good guess. I mean, you could also have it be like, okay, he won't be all elite until March, but this is it. He's coming to AEW. Just announced that a couple months ahead. That would be smart. All right. I like those picks. Dave has Will Ospreay. Chad has Christopher Hero. I have Mercedes Monet. And that'll be one point if they get it right. But if it's Hulk Hogan, we're all screwed. So not pray for that. Hear that, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into our AEW Dynamite review for November 15th, 2023 in Ontario, California. Um, right off the bat, we get a recap of the acclaimed getting attacked. We get the devil on the screen. Samoa Joe says, looks like you're running out of friends. Uh, and we get that maniacal laugh. Let's see. Next up, we get Orange Cassidy and Hook versus John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. Um, great match. Uh, what I really enjoyed was seeing John Moxley and Hook finally hook up in the ring. It felt fresh. It felt new. It kind of felt like a whole new chapter that AEW could write. So, uh, yeah, that really, really got me into the match. Um, the people, the crowd weren't really into the match uh, as much as I thought they would be the first little bit. Kind of a kind of a lukewarm crowd. Uh, they weren't really, yeah, into it like I thought they would be. Uh, did you notice that at all, Chandler? Oh, yeah. 
especially in the women's match later, I literally put it like crowd is dead. But also in this match, I was noticing it like, man, they're pretty quiet for John Moxley and Orange Cassidy. I think they were pretty loud for the Young Bucks match, but that's also because the Young Bucks are hometown boys. But yeah, it wasn't a great crowd. What did so, you think, Chad? Uh, I read specifically for the women's match. Uh, there was something going on in the crowd, and the uh, EMTs actually had to come take somebody out of it. So I think the people might have been distracted. Huh. I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, I was listening to uh, a different podcast on my way home today. And they had a pretty interesting theory about the uh, specifically the, uh, the this, this match where, um, you know, every town or territory kind of has their own style. And... Um, uh, Southern California specifically is more into like that Young Bucks PWG style and this kind of hard style, hard hitting uh, kind of thing was probably might not have been up their alley. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just making excuses, but because um, they they did seem to get into the show in different parts. Like they for the Bucks match, they were pretty loud and the weird street fight thing. But uh, yeah, no. Um, definitely um uh, definitely if i know if i was there this probably would have been my my favorite match just i love it when they jump, go into the crowd and stuff uh but how did the match go dave well orange cassidy and hook um attack john moxley and wheeler yuda while they're on their way to the ring they fight in the crowd they fight in the stairwell Wheeler Yuta gets hook in the ring to finally start the match. We get Hook and John Moxley hooking up. Uh, again, it felt really fresh and new and something that I didn't know I wanted to see <laughs> until now. Was uh, um, Hook around since day one or like pretty close to day one? No. Mm. Last year? Really? Yeah, Huh. I, I thought he'd been around for a while. Year year and a half, I'd say. I don't I mean Team Taz was around when he yeah. was and that was quite a while ago. But uh yeah, it uh felt really fresh. Um right off the bat, Hook gave John Moxley a German suplex. Uh didn't really phase him. I had it written down here. Crowd was cold, lifeless. Um, you know, I call that a holy shit moment when Hook and John Moxley stare each other down, but at the crowd. Um, we get Hook getting the red rum on John Moxley, but Moxley gets over to Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Wheeler Yuta pulls Hook out of the ring. While Wheeler Yuta and Hooker on the outside, Orange Cassidy dives onto Wheeler Yuta. A little bit later on, Orange Cassidy hits a DDT to John Moxley from the top rope, and we get a kip up, and the crowd finally starts to come alive when we get that DDT. So that was kind of a uh, uh, good moment in the match. We get Orange Cassidy. Uh, kicking John Moxley, starting off really soft, but getting harder and harder. Um, yeah, so far, this match was getting me pumped up for the pay-per-view. 
watching Orange Cassidy and John Moxley too. Yeah. Or have they've it's never fair. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, we got John Moxley uh doing the uh kicks to Orange Cassidy and uh they start getting harder and harder. Then we get Orange Cassidy getting fired up. He puts his hands in his pockets and drop kicks John Moxley. Um, a little bit later on, we get Wheeler Yuta and Hook in the ring with a prolonged strike exchange and a Northern Light suplex to Wheeler Yuta for a two count. We get a nice German suplex to Wheeler Yuta. Um, or from Wheeler Yuta to Hook, and then from Hook to Wheeler Yuta. We get a cutter to Hook from John Moxley. We get an orange punch to John Moxley that doesn't even phase him. He just absorbs it and uh, moves on. I thought that was really badass. Uh, we get Hook applying the red rum to John Moxley again. John Moxley was able to get to Wheeler Yuta for the tag. Wheeler Yuta rolls up Hook for the seatbelt for the win. Um, yeah, I kind of figured that match would go that way. Um, something we should pay attention to in the matches tonight or uh, segments involving talent from the pay-per-view is that go-home heat. We got to factor some of that in, too. Yeah, the old so, go-home math. <laughs> so I'm feeling that because Moxley stood tall with Yuta in this match, Orange Cassidy's winning that match at the pay-per-view. <laughs> See, uh, I read that as different. Um, I actually wrote down, I think Dave's predictions from the thing is going to be right, where Moxley's going to win and the Orange Cassidy's going to earn his respect in the end. Really, that's kind of as good as he can do. I just, I think uh, Moxley's too unstoppable. See, I don't think that. I think Moxley's going to squash him. Like, I think this Moxley is scary that we have. I haven't seen Moxley in a while, but this the Moxley that I have seen these past couple of weeks. This guy was fucking scary. And I've never seen Orange Cassidy so scared at all. You know, he never really emotes, but this was like true fear on that man. So this is a match where I was like, I mean, yeah, on paper it sounds good, but personally I just didn't really care. Now after this segment, I'm like, oh hell yeah, I'm so hyped for this match. Yeah. Like I I I think it will be a squash of Moxley and Cassidy, yeah. and that'll lead up to the last match where it'll be the respect game. Yeah, yeah. That that is also a good point. Like this is the same Moxley that came out and squashed punk in like two minutes. Like mm -hmm. never thought you'd see that. And it was just like, whoa, they went Rocky Three with this. Hard watching that match back because you can literally see where he like crushes his foot again and you're just like, oh yeah. Hate those sports injuries. It's awful. Yeah. You guys ever see Sid? I'm sure you have Sid breaking his leg. Yeah. I didn't think a leg could do that. Oh, the one that keeps me up at night. If I don't know if you pay attention to uh, UFC, but uh, Wanderlei Silva breaking his leg. 
I bet you I have seen it if it's like a pretty iconic one. Dude, dude checks his kick and it's shin on shin, and you just see his like leg basically wrap around the, the other guy's leg. It's, oh. it's, it's, yeah, that it's the kind of thing that'll keep you up at night. Oh, I don't want to think about that shit. <laughs> move on, move on, Dave. What happened next? Next, next segment, right. Dave. Next segment. All this right, is all getting right, dark. All right, all right. <laughs> we got John Moxley backstage. Um, he says, or uh, no, 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 not backstage in the ring with a microphone. He says to Orange Cassidy, You are nothing, you ain't. <laughs> Let's see, yeah, we're good. You ain't never been nothing at full gear. I'm gonna put the world back on its axis. It's time for a course correction. I'm gonna grind you into dust and walk out international champion and there's not a damn thing you can do to stop me uh orange cassidy looks scared uh what is he gonna do like if the orange punch didn't do it uh i know he's gonna try the beach break um he's gonna ddt him but (laughs) (laughs) jeff's house is haunted oh no uh what what is he gonna do like I, how is how is he gonna win? Like I did have it in my notes, and now I'm gonna pitch something. Uh, kind of jokingly, I wrote uh, OC Spears Mox, even though he probably just like tackled him to the ground. But I was like, hey, that's a spear. He already does the orange punch, which is the Superman punch. He just needs to hit a few stomps, some pedigrees, some 450 splashes. Like, do more shield shit. That'll beat Moxley. He'll just get so depressed he'll tap out. So. That's my pitch for how OC can be. Even though I still think Moxley's going to win, that's my pitch. Yeah, I think if he does win, it'll be uh, the mouse trap just because he had that match with uh, Wheeler uh, back then. And it was kind of, it was like that was the story of it was the mouse trap versus the seatbelt. They're, they're weird, sneaky pins. So, but yeah. uh, I mean, in all reality, just Mox is just going to stomp his face. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We're going to see a man get murdered on Saturday. Good. Um, after that, we get a shot of Jericho, Omega, Abushi, and Paul White walking into the arena wearing suits. Uh, oh, God. Jericho uh, was the only started. one that didn't look cool. Even Paul White looked cool because he couldn't see his legs, but Jericho looked like yeah, his mom. Like you look like your mom in a pantsuit. Now, did they shoot that in slow motion, or are they just all like really old and slow moving? Right. Not Kenny. He can still move. <laughs> That's one person who can still move. So I came across uh, Dutch Mantel uh, had a pretty or a watched. YouTube video about uh, Paul White's legs and you know how bad it looked. And I watched another one with uh, Shane Douglas today, and uh, yeah, like people are like definitely noticing. Uh, they showed a picture side by side. Kevin Nash apparently has one of his knees that just kind of go the raw like point in inward, like really bad too. So it's like a thing, man. The big big guys definitely get that uh 
ordeal, but man, it. Well, Kevin Nash didn't wrestle a match on Wednesday, so that's the difference in my mind. Yeah, I I think they need to stop this now. <laughs> I th- it looks like, like they have. I'll, that's my one. We'll get to there. Looks like they yeah. have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they show all the uh, all four men in the arena. Then we get Tony Schiavone in the ring. He introduces Swerve and Prince Nana. Then Hangman Adam Page to the ring. Uh, this is promo of the year for me. <laughs> it uh, really showed what Hangman can do on the mic. Uh, this is elevated him back to where he was uh, a year and a half ago when he had the belt or his climb to get the belt, which was the real story, the real uh, captivating uh, storyline. But yeah, Hangman's back is what I have written down here for sure. Um, Yeah, Chandler, what did you uh, think about the promo? So I've said on like every episode we've done about Swerve's my favorite wrestler in uh, AEW probably right now, him or Joe. And I do want Swerve to win this match, but my God, Hangman Page definitely needs to win this match. Like if you want to continue this momentum that he just had on Dynamite, you like, he needs to win. And it makes sense. It was fire promo. I wrote down a lot of the stuff that he said. Uh, he mentioned that Swerve was fired. Uh, he said that you know his fiance and kids left and won't talk to him. Like if, even if that's true or not in kayfabe, it's like ooh, good dig, good dig. And then um, I like how he talked about Prince Nana. He was like, he's just aping off of you. He's using you to sell his shirts. He's gonna buy money from a or buy weed from a high schooler, and then I'm gonna go beat him up and steal his weed. Like and then the crowd had to chant, steal his weed, steal his weed. I mean, I don't know if you want to just go through it all, but this, like, this is kind of what I realized I was missing about AEW because I enjoy Dynamite and Collision. Like, I enjoy them for the most part, but there hasn't been enough promos. Like, give a couple guys a mic, let them talk. That shouldn't be every time. Like, not everyone's great, and I don't expect this quality of promo on every Dynamite, but geez, if, like, the guys in the back can talk, at least do something else other than wrestle. Like I love wrestling. I love watching matches, but the TV matches can get a little bit monotonous sometimes if nothing's on the line or they're just kind of fighting the fight. So I'm, I'm all for segments like this. I thought this was fantastic. What did you think, Chad? Oh yeah. The emotional impact was good. Um, like you both talked about it, so I'm not going to belabor it too much, but uh, I want to shift the focus back over to swerve who, did not say a fucking thing, but sold that promo beautifully. Just would not look him in the eyes for most of it. The looks on his face, like, like I, I was like, like while he was spent fire, like I couldn't stop watching Swerve. Like that, the whole thing was just great. Uh, like I know we've all been looking forward to this. This just went from a good match to blood feud, like epic. Like I am, uh, I'm completely sold on this now. Um uh, yeah, and uh and then of course um the the uh the his twist at the end, which I don't know if you guys like old cowboy movies, but 
the cowboy always has some clever way at the end, the good thing, you know, or it's like the iconic, like wearing the boilerplate under his mm-hmm. poncho. Yeah. You know, that that was his loophole at the end was the cl- cowboy being clever. And then, uh, you know, I can't touch you, but I can't touch you. And yeah. that was like, that like that popped me. Like my wife, I think I made my wife jump. Cause I just like, yeah. yeah. The, she's like, she's like, why are you cheering that guy? That guy beating up the other guy. I'm like, cause this is awesome. Yeah, Swerve like instinctively went and was like, God, and he's like, oh shit, I can't get him. And then he like went and looked at all the security. He's like, fucking get in. Like, he's getting jumped. Oh my gosh. I, Hangman was so good in this. Yeah. And uh, also props to the uh, the enha- enhancement talent that sold that buckshot. Uh, he, <laughs> he looks like he got rocked, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a couple. Uh... I wrote the whole thing down, but a couple things that jumped out at me. I uh, called Swerve a coward, a fraud, a phony, and said, you're a worthless, worthless waste of human life. Like, oh my God, how brutal. And uh, I really liked, uh, you should have never, ever come into my house. We don't need lawyers. We don't need the cops. Because of full gear, I'm going to be your judge, your jury, and your executioner. Yeah, dude. Give me that, dude. That, yeah. Poetic, brutal, poetic beauty. Like, And uh, <laughs> I loved how Nana was more angry at his weed being stolen than being accused of buying weed from high school children. <laughs> oh yeah i so mean it's like he... <laughs> probably true hey man uh but yeah i loved the uh hangman you know with the twist that oh he can beat the shit out of prince nana and no one can do anything about it uh yeah beautiful it made me i'm i'm frothing at the mouth for this match Texas death match at full gear and like, yeah, big time, big deal match. Yeah. I think we're going to see two people die on this pay-per-view. Eventually. I don't know. I I don't know what to expect from this match anymore. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good, good job. Hangman. Good job. Swerve. You guys are doing great work. (laughs) Uh, next up, we've got Lexi Nair backstage with Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Um, he video calls Adam Cole. Adam! Adam! <laughs> and he says he knows that MJF is the devil. Adam Cole says... Uh, let's see. Adam Cole says MJF is not the devil. And if anything, Roderick Strong's the devil and hangs up on him. Um, yeah, I'm loving everything we're seeing with Roderick Strong. Uh, bring new, on more of that. I have a new guess for the devil. And as far as I can tell, I am not seeing this out there. And it's not like, a, ooh, John Cena, that's big. But it's like, a, oh, that kind of makes sense. So. It fits into my theory of it somewhat being related to Adam Cole. It's someone who's been injured for a while. 
it's someone who's a slightly smaller frame, so it could fit the person because they have revealed that the people under the masks are the people. Like, the devil's not going to unmask and it be Wardlow. It's going to be whoever's that is. I think it might be Kyle O'Reilly making his big return. Because he was already associated with Adam Cole before he got injured in AEW, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were... uh... Yeah, they they were uh, doing the re-dragon thing for a while. Uh, Red Dragon. <laughs> uh, Re-dragon. Yeah. I was just kind of thinking about that because, I mean, it's not like a big name like an Osprey or a Punk or something like that or even a Cole, but it's re- in relation to Cole. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be kind of a letdown. Um, I heard a really interesting one today that really got me thinking uh it could be <laughs> way out of left field but swerve <laughs> that would be a swerve yep yeah i was like hmm that'd be a good one i i think kyle but, uh, kyle is my last kind of like oh this is an interesting idea at this point i'm like i want to know who it is i don't have any other guesses i just I hope they reveal it, Phil Gear. I don't think they will, but I'm I'm kind of just out of guesses. I just want to know. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, I think um, MJF will wrap up with um, Jay Jay White and the Bullet Club Gold, and uh, then the uh, Devil stuff will be his sort of next story arc to get him through to um, uh, World's End. Maybe you might might see their reveal at, at world's end would be my guess okay one more guess what if it's tony khan and this is how he keeps the belt in AEW and it keeps the story of bidding war of 2024 alive that's my last guess tony khan dude we don't have much time left like like it's crazy like the end of the year is right around the corner what if it's just mjf signing his deal That'd be funny. Ooh. Swerve. Yeah, it would. Okay, where were we? Uh, next up, we've got Sky Blue versus Red Velvet uh, to qualify for the triple, th- triple threat match at full gear for the TBS championship. We've already got Chris Stan- Statlander in the match, and we've got Julia Hart in the match. Um, both women looked great. This was a cool little technical back and forth to get the match started. Both women looked great in the ring. Uh, we got Statlander looking on backstage. At one point, we get Red Velvet doing her uh, standing moonsault to Sky Blue for a two count. We get Sky Blue doing a really brutal DDT to Red Velvet onto the apron. We get a cool little uh, near fall segment with a total of 13 near falls uh, as the two women uh, roll around the ring and the ref is trying to keep up. Uh, The crowd really got into that. Um, at one point, Sky Blue hits the Skyfall for a two count. Uh, really great move. I wish that was her finisher. Um, 
It uh, looks effective. It looks like it does damage on our opponent. We get a really nice power bomb from Red Velvet, Red Velvet to Sky Blue. The crowd's really into it. We get a This Is Awesome chant. And then we get a botched finish, uh, Code Blue onto Red Velvet. Uh, yeah, did not look good at all. Julia Hart looks on backstage. Good match other than that botched finish. Uh, what do you think about it, Chad? Yeah, yeah, the end the end a little bit got a little botchy. Uh not just the finish. Um but I also it also kind of helps me suspend my disbelief. Uh real fights are kind of messy. They don't look all that good. And like they were going hard and fast. I think they were just both a little gassed and the end just got a little sloppy and for me, that kind of added to the to it, made it a little more realistic. It felt like it had a good sense of urgency. Uh, maybe I'm just in a positive mood, and uh, the glass was uh, half half full for me. Um, but yeah, that that was kind of my take. Uh, I liked it, and I also kind of really needed Blue to win. Otherwise, I'd uh, been screwed on predictions because I got her winning the whole thing. <laughs> so uh, I was pretty happy with the ending, uh, Chandler. Oh, I thought it was a great match. Um, this was my first Sky Blue match that I've ever seen, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, I cannot believe Tony Khan would have the balls to do uh, Crips versus Blood on Dynamite. That's pretty... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. But, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, Sky Blue looked great. Uh, I did want to mention, I'm kind of confused about her gear because she's doing this kind of gothy sort of look and she's changed her hair color and her makeup. She's still in like Scooby Doo gear. Wasn't a great look, but eh, but she if it's what she wants to watch or if it's what she wants to wear, I'm not gonna tell her not to. Uh, but like you said, that Skyfall, I felt like it was almost out of nowhere. That looked really good. Uh, Red Velvet's power bomb made me just kind of be like, I love power bombs. They're so fucking cool. Like anyone hitting them right just looks great. Um, and then. Just before Sky Blue won with the Code Blue, uh, Velvet sold a thrust kick like it killed her. It was so good. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that great selling. But yeah, um, nice, simple match. I was surprised it was so early. And then I was like, oh, this street fight's going to be long, isn't it? But yeah, um, it was a fun match. Kind of and predictable because it would be weird if Red Velvet was in this match at full gear. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. again, good match, a little clunky finish, but it really uh, set up the pay-per-view how we wanted it to unfold. Next up, we've got a uh, brilliant, poetic Miro promo. Um, on Dynamite. On Dynamite, not on Collision. Yeah, the uh, special treat. Um, Let's see. What I said would happen is coming true. I love that. I love that woman, but she is bringing in the storm. She wants gold and fame and fortune and all these things that drag her under. And for years, I've stood by and let her do what she wanted. But my eyes have been opened for a while now. 
truth is CJ doesn't just bring the worst out in herself, but she brings the worst out in me too. Ooh, called he calls out Daniel Garcia for uh dancing in front of CJ and uh kind of sets up the uh collision match coming up. Uh but yeah, good lord. Uh give me Miro every episode every week. <laughs> uh what do you think of that promo, Chandler? Real quick, uh I I know obviously Miro's Rusev, but like what's this like and I know he's not on AEW a lot, but like, why? What? Like, what's the reason? Is it a good reason, or is it just like no one knows? I don't he's know. Like, That's really been sad. I know he got hurt at one point, and then they just had nothing for him. Or there's rumors that he didn't want to take a loss when they were going to book it for him. Uh, there's there's a lot of like people having their theories, but I don't think anybody really ever knows why for sure. Okay. I was uh, just curious. I mean, I it's crazy because people complained for years that Miro was underutilized in WWE, and it seems like AEW is the land of underutilized WWE superstars. So, I mean, yeah. wouldn't you put a world championship on Miro? I probably would, at least once. But, I mean, back to the promo. I thought it was a pretty good promo. Uh, I'm looking forward to Daniel Garcia versus... Miro on collision I'll probably laugh at least once and I hope it's not a squash what do you think Chad uh yeah same um kind of like kind of like you uh, was happy to see him and yeah want to see him crushing fools more um I guess with a character like him it's also hard because realistically he should not be eating a lot of losses and they've got so many big stars right now that it's kind of you know, some of these people got to lose sometimes. So maybe they're just biding their time. They got to let some stories play out before they added him. Uh, Cause that is not a dude who should be losing much at all. Uh, so yeah, maybe uh, now with, you know, some injuries and stuff, he can step up to the plate a little more and get it. Uh, but yeah, no, this, the, uh, the promo. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I've been a big Miro fan since uh, he rode in on a tank in uh, WrestleMania. Uh, so, yeah, give me more of that. And uh, rest in peace, uh, Daniel Garcia. Dave? Well, yeah, and also <laughs> Daniel Garcia is really just a stepping stone to Andrade. So that's my real, my real focus <laughs> right yeah. now for Miro. Um, that'll be, that'll be unbelievable. And I definitely can't wait for that. But yeah, after that, we've got RJ city backstage with Mariah may at Tony storm's door. <laughs> they knock on the door. Luther answers it and screams, um, and then slams it. Uh, as he does that, everything turns black and white briefly and then back to color oh my god love it uh rj knocks on the door again luther lets them in uh we've got tony storm laying down on a couch mariah may introduces herself uh tony storm's not having it she's not doing autographs uh mariah may apologizes and says she'll do anything tony tony storm needs um 
<laughs> Tony Storm tells Luther to contact head of studio, Mr. Khan. Get me a tune-up match for Friday and fetch me a loofah. <laughs> Fucking gold. Like the the effect on the 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 voice, the black and white. God, dude, everything they're doing right here. Give me more of it. Uh yeah. Um what do you think of uh the whole Tony's timeless Tony Storm presentation, Chandler? Oh my god, I I love it. I, I've been saying it every single episode she's on. I fucking love Tony Storm. She's so funny. Um I kind of thought RJ Sitting was baiting Mariah May because it said not Tony Storm. So I was like, oh well, obviously it's not Tony Storm. And then Luther opens the door, it goes black and white, and he just yells at him, like, get out! And then he, like, closes the door. And then he's like, no, I need to come. And he's like, my dad is not ready! And slams the door again. I'm like, oh, no, this is, like, one of the best segments they've ever done. Like, week by week, it gets better and better. So, yeah. Um, love Tony Storm. I want her to... I'm, I'm considering watching Rampage just to watch her match. Like, I'm considering that. So... She's doing something, right? What are you feeling, Chad? Yeah, I mean, Collision's going to be on Friday that week anyways, so uh, might as well get a twofer there. Uh, you know, this is, it's, I love it when people take ideas that are not traditionally wrestling things and somehow make them into wrestling. Like uh, old-timey, scorned Hollywood starlet. Like, that should not work in a wrestling show. And she's like not only making it work, she's making it freaking awesome. Uh, so there's an old 1950s movie, uh, All About Eve. When Mariah came in, she was, uh, it was, I think RJ City said, it's all about Mariah. And that movie is about um, stalkers. So I'm thinking she's going to be a Tony Storm stalker, and that might be a cool feud. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I just sh- I'm just shutting my brain off for this one and just enjoying it for what it is. I'm not even like speculating on where this is going because it's just so creative and fun. It's just like I just want to be surprised, uh, Dave. Yeah, like whoever came up with the whole gimmick, uh, the whole presentation. Yeah, Matt Beefs. Um, she was always, you know, a great wrestler. Like she would win a match with a DDT. You don't see that every day. Wow. Um, but Impressive. yeah, they took her up quite a few notches. She leveled up for sure with the uh new gimmick. I'm uh really into it. Um cool. Yeah, next up we've got Samoa Joe versus Random Jobber. And uh, I don't know if either of you were aware uh, of who that jobber is. Um, Do either of you know? I heard. I don't know who they are. Do you know who they are? Yeah. Uh, Who that? Um, It's uh, Serpentico. Oh, that's funny. I don't know who that is. Real... I heard I heard it was Serpentico. Who's that? Uh, well, he's kind of in a well, was in a weird little faction with uh Luther and uh 
I can never remember the guy's name who was tag team partners with Jack Evans. Uh, the hybrid two. Oh, uh, Angelico. That guy from Angelico. Angelico. Yeah, he was big in uh, Lucha Underground. Like, he played a big part in Lucha Underground in Helico. But, uh, yeah, this guy is, uh, his real name is John Cruz, or that's what he was going by in that match. How do you guys like the uh, spot where he goes for the dive? Samoa Joe walks away, and he just goes, like, like in midair, like, well, you're supposed to stay there. Did you guys catch that? Oh, oh my yeah. God, yeah. I have seen so many memes of that. Also, just Joe looking bored and checking those kicks, too. I was like, I was like, dude, this is, like, for a 30-second match, I had no business being that entertaining. I think that's what I love about Samoa Joe the most, is that's why they keep giving him squash matches, is most squash matches are just, like, boring or like whatever we got to get this guy looking good but his he always makes them fun like they're always so much fun to watch so yeah it just you said the two spots in the match of him walking away and the guy reacting to it and then him just checking the kicks not even like trying just oh my gosh such a fun little squash match nothing wrong with that yeah nothing at all uh, we get Samojo winning the match with a rear naked choke. We get Samojo on the mic. He is extending his offer for friendship to MJF and says, I am Samoa Joe. I am inevitable. Drops the mic. Awesome. Ooh, it was kind of, it just dawned on me. He's not the Ring of Honor tv champ anymore oh kind of bummer <laughs> um but yeah he's gonna cool, win the big uh, one. Ooh, yeah i think you know what yeah yeah that could be um we get a small little recap of the continental classic announcement reminding us when it kicks off when it ends then um and that Brian Danielson will be in it. Um, then we get, uh, I think I'm going to call match of the night for me. Um, Penta and Commander versus the Young Bucks. Um, yeah, it was definitely uh, a spot fest. Uh, the Young Bucks looked like a million bucks. The crowd was there for them in their hometown uh i really uh really enjoyed this match uh how do you feel about the uh high flying match they put on for us chandler Ooh, uh i have a lot to say about this match not like too much but i got worked by this match and it's going to involve the end so until we get to the end of the match i'll kind of pass it on to chad because i like the Young Bucks worked me. I got worked in a wrestling match. I can't believe it. But yeah, go ahead, Chad. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but I did have one little thing I wanted to uh, uh, point out. So last week when we were doing our review, uh, I kind of made a point during the uh, the swerve and the swerve match where like these guys go and their shit don't look choreographed. Uh, you know, it just, it looks like a fight. This is kind of the other version, 
but it's like the best version of that where like it's friggin' Cirque du Soleil in a in a wrestling ring, but I don't care because it was so fucking good. Like uh you, you know, it's uh like clearly clearly practiced and choreographed, but who cares? It was amazing. Uh, so it's kind of like the other end of the spectrum of the same kind of match, which is both something I love. Uh, but yeah, how, how did the match go, Dave? Um, well, um, a little bit into the match, we got Nick Jackson, uh, accidentally kicking Mac, uh, Matt Jackson in the turnbuckle. Uh, Commander does a Hurricane Rana to Nick Jackson onto Matt Jackson onto the outside. A um, little later on, uh, Penta does a really nice crossbody to the Young Bucks on the outside. And then we get a double DDT to the Young Bucks from Commander off of Penta's shoulders. A uh, really cool spot. We get a Made in Japan from Penta to Matt Jackson for a two count. Uh, we're already getting the uh, This is Awesome chant breaking out. We get Commander reversing the Meltzer driver. We get Penta doing the Fear Factor to Nick Jackson onto the apron. Uh, I think that might be the hardest part of the ring. Uh from what I've heard, <laughs> but uh, we get another amazing spot where Penta has Matt Jackson uh, in a fireman carry position. Commander runs the ropes off of Matt Jackson, does a Canadian destroyer to Nick Jackson, all while Matt Jackson's up in that fireman carry position. Uh, then we got Penta uh, whipping uh, Matt Jackson around from that fireman carry position, uh, slamming him onto the mat. Does anyone know the name of that move? Is there one? Uh, the fireman carry into the... <laughs> no, Man. it's not. He, he's done it twice now. It's not the Made in Japan. That was, he hit that earlier, no. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he's done it twice now that I've I, seen recently. It was hard to keep up on the match. I was writing down as much as I can while trying to watch it, so I think I just missed it. But uh yeah, unbelievable. Uh and then eventually we get Nick Jackson hitting a low blow to Penta and Commander. Uh they're getting booed in their hometown. We get a uh, Judas effect to Penta from uh, Nick Jackson and the BTE trigger to Commander for the win. Uh, yeah, they're healing it up in their hometown. They're going full heel. Uh, did you have a point to make, Chandler? Okay. So, yeah, I got fucking work. So, yeah, this match was great, obviously. Uh, last week was my first Penta match. So I was like, you know what? At least I get to see Penta do some more flying stuff. So I was looking forward to that. And everything you said, Dave, yeah, it was crazy. All that shit Commander was doing and Penta was doing and the Bucks were doing, it was insane. But I was kind of getting mad because I was like, while I was watching this, I was like, ugh, Penta and Commander keep on hitting all the cool moves. They're doing all the fun stuff. And these stupid Bucks keep kicking out and they're just going to win. 
And then the ref was checking on the other one, and Bald Jackson neat like low blowed them, and I went, and now he's low blowing. He can't even win clean. And then he hit the Judas effect, and I went, oh, they're heels, duh. I don't know how I missed that. Maybe just because I'm not used to the Bucks, but I got fucking worked this match. So I, I just got to the end. I was like, oh, that was a fucking great match. I got worked. So yeah. I, I have nothing else to say other than I was really entertained by this match. Um, yeah. Uh, Bucks don't give a damn, as I put in the next segment, because they're they're freaking pissed. But what did you think overall, Chad? Oh, same thing, where, like, I think I have the history of watching, like, all the Bucks AEW matches, so... You know when they're where they're working heel versus working face. You're you're right, very distinct. Like they uh, they're not doing all the flippy craziness. Uh, they went for the Meltzer driver, but it got blocked. Uh, so yeah, yeah, them going heel. Uh, I I I kind of popped for it at the end. Um, yeah, them making references to them not caring, um, getting heated. Uh, so another good sell for the pay per view, I thought. Uh, I'm, wondering, I'm still, oh, I'm still dreading that match at the paper. Oh, yeah. I'm dreading it, but continue. Yeah. Then uh, another weird side note, which is they haven't done a BT in a while either. Uh, the, their really? Yeah. It hasn't popped up in a oh, while. Oh, yeah. Used to be my wow. uh, Monday before bed uh, watch, and it's like quit showing up on my feed. Then I like started searching. I'm like, there hasn't been a new one in quite some time. So I don't know. I don't know if there's something going on or they're just too busy or what. But, uh, that's neither here nor yeah. there. Uh, what happened next, Dave? Uh, well, real quick, before we get to the uh, next uh, little backstage segment, uh, love for everyone out there to uh, like, subscribe, comment, hit that bell. Uh, yeah, we're trying to get our content out to as many people as possible. Uh, hopefully you find our uh, show here kind of entertaining uh entertaining enough anyway uh yeah we hopefully have a cool hot take for you a cool theory uh a cool uh maybe viewpoint that you never thought of uh but yeah thank you for uh watching us and uh yeah like subscribe comment ring that bell we're coming for you uh, melter you're done for. All Your right. days are numbered. So this terrible thought just popped in my head, and now because I'm going to say it, it's going to be etched on YouTube, so I have to follow through. Yes, sir. When we hit 100 subs, I will eat a chicken wing with the bomb on it. Ooh. I will Ooh. not. <laughs> I will not. I'll watch it. <laughs> the oh, bomb is gross. Oh, yeah. I, I love spicy food, but that thing's just like battery acid. It is not fun. If it is just yep, battery so acid, bad. that's why it's so spicy. <laughs> no, nah, I'm pretty sure battery <laughs> acid tastes better, actually. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, after that Young Buck match, we've got the Young Bucks backstage with Lexi Nair. She wants to know, why did you cheat in your hometown? Uh, they don't give a crap anymore. Uh Kenny Omega walks up. They tell him they don't have heat with him. They have heat with Jericho. Uh, they get in a little argument. Jericho walks up, uh, calls them jackasses. 
Uh, see you later, kids. We got a match to win. Uh, uh, we get a little shoving match. We get security coming out, separating them. And Kenny says, <laughs> we just wanted to talk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're getting a uh, cool little elite inner inner elite feud, which uh, I'm really liking. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, they're not mad at Hangman for abandoning him, abandoning them, uh, but they're mad at Kenny Omega for teaming up with Jericho. I'm mad at Kenny so, Omega for teaming up with Chris Jericho, just so we're all clear. <laughs> now, yeah, now they are. Never would I be uh, on. Never did I think I'd be on the Young Bucks side, but I'm on the Young Bucks side. Yeah, super cool. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, next up we've got the Guns versus Jobber Tag Team. One of them I don't know. The other one was Pretty Peter Avalon, which was only in the ring for, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds after the bell rung. Uh, I kind of like these cool little tag team squash max matches they're doing with the Guns. Yeah, uh, it's, making it's, them look it's good. It's kind of like they they want to have a promo segment, then they're like, "Well, give them an excuse to get out to the ring and just give them a like thirty second match." Yeah, yeah, um, pretty cool. I, I like their presentation. I say it almost every week. They're the most improved tag team uh, around. Uh, they hit the three ten to Yuma for the win. Uh, they get on the mic and they call out MJF for the uh, zero hour Ring of Honor tag team tag team championship match. Uh, that should be a good one too. I always enjoy the zero hour shows they put on before the pay per view. Sometimes they have quite a few matches on them, and they're kind of neat. Uh, there was some, uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, I remember a few times they had a match or two that they were putting on the pre-show and there was some uproar about, you know, it was too good to be on the pre-show. I think, do you remember that weird uh, big swole Britt Baker cinematic dentist match, <laughs> Chad? Yeah, that that was just... That one was not it for was me. Bad. I, I like most forms it of wrestling. Was so bad. Was, that was not. I have for to me. check it out. Which one was this? Uh, it was awful. Double or uh, nothing. Big swole. Uh, man, I, it might have been a double or nothing. I can't remember. Like 2020, it was pandemic. Oh, uh, you, uh, yeah. You, you can't blame them, the wrestlers that much because nothing was good during the pandemic. The Stig's cinematic was good. I'll yeah. say Firefly yeah. Funhouse Fire Fun was really good. Uh, Undertaker's last match that was cinematic was good enough. Um, that's about it. I, I'll take your word on the Sting one. I didn't see it. Oh, but I love the gun. And Juice, like, pissed on the jobber like a dog. I thought that was funny. So, yeah, that's all I have to add for that was the guns are great and Juice was silly. Yeah. 
um yeah should be a cool match looking forward to it after that we get a wardlow promo he says mjf time is running out as god is my witness i'm gonna make the devil my bitch then we get the devil pop popping up on the screen um, clearly he's one of the people under the one of the masks right Maybe. he's not the devil he's not the devil he's on his knees but yeah uh I wish, yeah i'm glad I wish, they're doing sorry i wish Wardlow would just wrestle um like i still like these promos but and i i've just just got to get past full gear but uh even if it's just like a squash match or i'm sure you could get someone from the undercard that you could have like a good like like i like the promos i just want more i want to see wardlow i want to like see what he can do i don't think i still have, i still have not seen a wardlow match yeah, and a prolonged one too, like not a squash match. His squash matches are it's usually same same. He gets them in a power bomb pretty quick and power bombs them like five times and then it's done. Uh but he is his he can go. Like that the that match in the cage against Cody was like pretty fantastic. Um so yeah, no, we need more of that and hopefully sooner rather than later. Um guessing kind of once this this uh set of storylines wraps up the, it's probably on deck for the next one i think he's getting more organized about lining three things up so there's less lulls in the stories or like the show gets aimless probably uh but yeah well what what, what happened after that Ooh, what did happen after that Next up, we get our uh, Sega video game match. Uh, something dragon erased my something. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul White, uh, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Kota Ibushi versus uh, Takeshita, Will Hobbs, Kyle Fletcher, and a last-minute addition, um, Brian Cage, to fill the spot of Sammy Guevara, who is not recovered from a concussion yet. Um, yeah, fucking couple cool moments, but Paul White ruined the whole thing for me. Um, I just... There, there are some cool moments, sure, but, like, I don't think Will Hobbs fucking pulled off that uh body slam on that hood very well uh for one but yeah yeah uh what do you think about it chad um okay i love weird ass goofy wrestling and for me this show was great um or shaping up to be uh and i think if this match was on a different show where maybe it fit better i would have appreciated it more uh but like on a show that had you know the the bucks going heel uh that fire promo from hangman i feel like this this was just uh not a good fit um like yeah there were some funny spots and a few chuckle worthy moments but for me uh could have done without it uh chandler 
So I don't know if I'll go all the way into this, but I wrote for my notes, they start here, right? This page onto here. So I had a lot to say. There's three things I liked about this match. Three things. Number one, Takeshita and his cosplay at the beginning was great. He dressed up as a uh, Yakuza character. That was funny. And of course, I love Takeshita. So yeah. Um, number two, at least the Paul White bit was early. He was in the match for like a minute. And three, Kenny Omega won, which if you're going to have any of those good guys win, at least it was Kenny Omega. At least he can finally get a win over the Don Callis family, even though he didn't pin a member of the Don Callis family. And that's kind of like, that kind of just sums up the problem with the match. It's like, well, what do you do after this? What do you do with, you know, Kenny and Chris already have a match at full gear. What do you do with all the young guys like Fletcher and Hobbs and Takeshita and Cage? I mean, do they just go back to their Ring of Honor lives of mediocrity? Or, like, can they please be pushed up the card? And, like, I just got really sad. Like, really, really sad watching this match. Because I was like, like, oh, Takeshita pinned Omega twice. That doesn't matter anymore. It just does not matter anymore. Because he's being bitten by Chris Jericho. Hobbs flattened Jericho. That doesn't matter anymore. Just move on. None of that mattered. So, I don't know. Like, my problem started in the beginning with Paul White being the last person to come out. Like, what? So, I I don't know. I got to a point where I was keeping track of two things. When they cut back to every time Chris Jericho and Takesha were fighting, uh, I would write a frowny face if Jericho was dominating. And... I wrote down six frowny faces because he dominated that much over fucking Takeshita. Have you seen that guy? Have you seen Jericho? And then the other thing, I literally documented everything Kyle Fletcher did in the match. Cause I, and it was another thing I was thinking of. Remember how all these weeks I've been, at least they're doing something with them. At least he's on TV. Well, it was so they could just throw him into shit and beat the fuck out of him in this match. That's why he's been in the Don Callis family. I won't go into everything, but immediately Paul White choke slammed him off the stage. Like, cool. Glad we got to see him. Like, I think he hit two offensive maneuvers in the match. He punched Kenny Omega like once, and then he did the tombstone onto Ibushi, onto a pile of chairs, onto a fucking sign. Like, that spot grossed me out as a WWE fan. I don't want to see stuff like that. And then Abushi was up two minutes later and Fletcher was still dead. That should have killed them both. So I, I, I have more, but it's just going to get mad. I'm just going to get more mad and it's just going to go nowhere. <laughs> so I'm just going to end this with, I hated this match. Chris Jericho is now my least favorite wrestler. And I don't really know what to say. Like, I, I don't really know what to say. It's just... Jericho is as bad as Triple H. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Jericho is just as bad as Triple H. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been calling him a clouts vampire. Oh, that's a popular feud. I'm going to insert myself into it. But, uh, yeah. Well, at least... At least they mentioned the DDT match in the lower third graphic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Oh, 
One more thing. Okay. One more teeny tiny thing. And this is just like a little nitpick. So the one like last time I was like kind of getting back into this match, it was when Takeshita and Jericho were brawling on the outside. And Takesha was jumping up on the beer cooler, then jumped on the two like Pepsi coolers and was like about to do this big leap onto Jericho. I was like, this man's going crazy. Hell yeah. Like, of course, me loving Takeshita. And I think a fire extinguisher in wrestling is my least favorite thing in wrestling. Like, I know it probably would disorient you. So yeah, it does make sense to use, but still looks stupid. Like a stupid fucking Nickelodeon show. Like, this is wrestling. <laughs> this is serious. I want Dan Housen, trick-or-treat street fights. <laughs> but you guys know what I'm saying, right? Like, I do like goofy wrestling. Take the Abaddon-Sheeta match from a couple collisions ago. I liked that match. I just didn't like that it was for the women's title. I didn't like that this was the end of the end of Kenny Omega's Don Callis food feud, and I didn't like the match. I did not have fun with it. Yeah, take this match and put it on the Halloween episode. Would have been less yeah. offensive, right? Yeah. I, I would have pouted that. I would have understood that. Uh, yeah, like I said, like the rest of the show just felt like it had like gravitas and weight to it. And, you know, it's going into a fairly important pay-per-view. And then you have this shit. I like the dynamite we had last week, but like more important. Like last dynamite was really good, but this was like, okay, now it's important. This is the proper go home show. And then we're going to fuck around for like 40 minutes. Yeah. Going to ride a bike, ride a bike and uh, lightly boop you with a uh, pipe. Uh, That's as bad as that fucking sting RVD thing from TNA with the chair. You don't know yeah. what I'm like. He just is like, that was as bad. Yeah. There was, okay. Was I have one more thing. Like, Abushi was terrible in this. Abushi was so bad. Okay, his a, offense like was him. terrible, but man, he took some dope bumps. I don't, I don't care about the offense. I don't like. I, I don't even talk about his performance. His selling as a wrestler, like that, was awful. There was a bit where Omega was getting worked over by Cage in the ring, and like Fletcher was holding him back or something like that. And Abushi was walking around the ring doing nothing, like. Just lay on the ground, please. Don't do this. Don't move. Why are you standing and like looking around? Like your lover, your best friend is getting murdered in the ring. Do something about it. And then Kenny Omega just came back on his own. So it was like, I think that's it. <laughs> I I, I want to say that's it. I could go off on Jericho. I just don't like Jericho. I don't. You know, I, I I'll be honest. I could kind of listen to Chandler cut a promo on a wrestling match all night. Yeah, I'm almost done. <laughs> I only want to see Jericho if he's getting pinned. That's the only time I want to see him now. Other than that, I have no need to see that person yeah. on my screen. Oh, although, okay, rewinding back further into the show. Why did, uh, was it matter, Nick Jackson? Uh, his, his Judas effect look a thousand times better than Jericho. I didn't want to say that. When I see <laughs> Jericho hit that, and you guys are like, oh, it's like really big deal if someone kicks out. I'm like, really? A back elbow? Like, and then Nick Jackson, or one of the Bucks hit it, and I was like, oh, that was, I, okay, yeah, I can see that ending a match. So I think that's it. Um, I mean, I loved Takeshita in this match because I love Takeshita, but that's it. 
that's it. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest gripe in the match was everything involved with Paul White. Uh, I think the choke slam looked like shit. Like he hit Fletcher, hit his head on the remaining table, right? Like that was still up. Like that, that didn't go right. Like, oh, it looked so bad. Uh, the uh, body slam to Paul White onto the hood of the car looked just completely awful. Like, that one, oh, it looked bad. I, I give a little bit of leeway to Hobbs on that because they're on top of a truck already. Like, your balance is out of whack as is. So if you're a guy bigger than all of us trying to trying to pick up a guy that's twice the size of all of us, like you're not going to have a lot of time. And I bet he was like, Oh, didn't think this and just kind of like dropped. So yeah, it looked bad, but also that's something where I kind of gave him a little bit of leeway where I was like, yeah, that's not my personal least favorite thing in the match, but I can get how that would like immediate, like, oh, I don't give a shit. We get, uh, People taking bumps on uh, pallets. We got people getting hit with bicycles. We got uh, Abushi riding a bicycle and barely tapping people with a metal pipe. Uh, uh, yeah, that didn't do it for me for that. Uh, when they were like hitting people with the bike that looked bad like that looked brutal and like not goofy i like that the catch uh, did a brain buster on the bike that looked good yeah 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 there was good an looking, aussie open chant in the match too yep yeah dude that dude oh, they're so, they're my favorite tag team like literally my favorite tag team uh, but yeah brian cage ends up uh taking the pin um i have a lot written down but uh yeah we get a v trigger to brian cage then to will hobbs we get the one winged angel to brian cage one two three don Callis is blaming brian cage for the loss um yeah i'm glad kenny omega and team uh golden lover Golden Jet, whatever they want to call it, uh, got the win. Two quick things, really quick. Then they're not really about the match, but first, I think this is the first time I've seen Kenny Omega win a match. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, which is sad. I haven't been watching that long, but still, it's Kenny fucking Omega. And then um, the graphic for this match wasn't like, golden lovers and jara show it was golden jet and kota Ibushi and paul white which i don't know i i don't like i, I maybe it's just my jericho dislike right now but i just doesn't seem right to me. maybe he didn't get the jericho uh jara show rights yet maybe he applied for him he applied for him i don't know uh -huh. see I would also say, why would you have Paul White in this match when you could have another wrestler who could have been a part of this and made this interesting? But at least we got to see Hobbs drop an old man, old broken man on a car. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, the match, Chad? 
like I said, I I think if it was on a different episode and and I was more up for it, I would have liked it because I usually like the weird, goofy stuff. Uh, but yeah, it just it didn't fit the rest of the show for me. Um, yeah, there's a couple cool spots, but um, yeah, yeah, I just I wasn't feeling it. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, they could have they could have easily uh, put some more talent that probably could have used some better time on there, and uh, the show would have been a lot more interesting for it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. All right. Um, next up, we get a little uh, preview for our collision card. Uh, everything they've got announced so far um i don't know if either one of you caught this but we've got dax hardwood versus roosh <laughs> that'll be good that'll yeah. be good they uh they put a d in har- hardwood on the graphic <laughs> did you catch oh that, they did Taylor? oh yeah. i is, har- is it hardwood or hardwood it's hard I mean, it must... no yeah, d hardwood Hardwood implies something, so stupid, stupid autocorrect. Come on, Tony Khan, get your shit together. You're indie fed. Um, we're gonna get Ruby Soho and Soraya versus Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Actually, that should be a cool, cool match. I always like uh, it when they we do get... like champions teaming together. Like no matter what promotion, it's always just a fun little gimmick. That's very WWE because AEW doesn't do that. Yeah, no, they usually like, exist in their own universes, like their own mm-hmm. islands. Mind you, then again, yeah. um, Jade Jade held that dang TBS belt so long, and she was like way off on her own island. She she had her own little group she was feuding with, and like didn't really enter. It was like Cody Island. Uh, then we get our Miro versus Daniel Garcia match that was already uh, kind of hinted upon earlier in the night. Um, real quick, uh, everyone out there, if you guys want to catch our podcast on your favorite streaming service, uh, let them know, Chad, uh, where can they find us? All right, so I've been adding to it. So right now it's Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I just did that one too. So so yeah, um, I'd expect that shortly. Shortly around the same time this goes up on the YouTube's. Uh, yeah, it's kind of surreal. I uh, I actually listened to us on the car ride home uh, the other day just to like make sure it sounded good, and I'm like. This is weird. This was just on my computer at home, and now I'm listening to us in my car. Like, technology is strange now because I'm old. Hey, it's still strange Dude, for I... me. I can't, bl- I don't blame you. I hate that dang fangled Bluetooth. I don't make no sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I listened to uh, our podcast on Amazon Music for, uh, I got through most of, uh, one of our long videos too sounded great like it was so cool hearing it on amazon music what (laughs) like are you kidding me 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, check us out on all those cool uh, platforms. Uh, then you don't have to look at our faces. <laughs> Fall asleep to us. Fall asleep to our beautiful, succulent voices. Um, Moving on, how cool. did Dynamite they, end? Uh, well, they uh, definitely recovered from that shitty, shitty match we just watched. Uh, we've got MJF coming out to respond to the acclaimed getting attacked last week or two weeks ago. It was last week. It was when we were in Portland. One, one week ago. Um, MJF is sorry about the acclaimed getting attacked. And he lets people in and they just get hurt. Uh, He made it to the mountaintop of professional wrestling. And he's afraid of losing, but won't quit. He's fighting for the crowd. He calls out Jay White. No one can take his spot at the top of the wrestling mountain. Uh, Max then calls out whoever the devil is behind the mask, he's going to find out who they are and there will be hell to pay. Out comes Jay White. Uh, he tells MJF to drop the act. He's not a hero. MJF's the villain. He's always been the villain and always will be the devil mask, uh, was just a distraction and a diversion uh mjf isn't fooling anyone um he's got two words for him get him mjf turns around bullet club gold is behind him um they attack him mjf fights them off briefly but the numbers game gets the best of him we got juice robinson hitting him with his ring where you get the 310 to yuma from the guns to mjf and then we get Jay White doing the Blade Runner to MJF, uh, to MJF, and the Bullet Club Gold stand tall. Then we've got Jamo- uh, Samoa Joe watching on a monitor backstage to end the episode. Uh, yeah, I like how they pulled that together at the end and uh, made me clamoring for more. I want to know where MJF, you know, where all that leads. It should be really good. (laughs) Uh, How do you feel about that ending, Chandler? Like I said about the Hangman uh, Page promo, I just was like, this is what I've been missing from AEW. It was just some nice old get the boys in the ring, get them talking, get those mics working. So, yeah, MJF to me didn't really say anything like new or of importance. I think the biggest thing is he was like, I vow to find the devil. So it's like, okay, at least he's acknowledging in front of God and everybody that he's coming after the devil when he can. So that's like something. But again, it wasn't anything groundbreaking. I did like Jay White going, I got two words for you. Get him. That was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, I just had this like epiphany at the end of this because like the, the dragon match like aw- awoke me. Like I have a new, I have a third eye. Um, He touched the briefcase, which if you guys don't know what that kind of means, it's a money, you know, it's money in the bank, right? Yep. So if a wrestler in the lead up to money in the bank, if they're in the match, if they touch the briefcase, they won't win. That has happened. That is 
happened since the briefcases happened or been out. It was a big thing with Logan Paul because people thought he was going to win, and then he touched the briefcase. Obviously, he didn't win. And then um, the two front runners, LA Knight and Damian Priest, didn't, and then Priest won it, and they didn't touch it. And it hit at me with this because Jay White pinned MJF, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's not pinning MJF at the – that's no, he's not ever. So it has to kind of end with, like, a big surprise now if they're kind of – like show and I don't want to get my hopes up because I still don't believe the devil's gonna show up at full year, but I feel like now they kind of have to because it's so predictable. There's no way in hell Jay White's winning. No way in hell. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, so yeah, there's the the stand tall math. Uh on the go home show, whoever stands tall is gonna lose. Uh man, yeah. But I mean, I feel like I feel like this feud's just been predictable um it's something that's going on while a bunch of other stories are going on so i think that's kind of okay and sometimes just a predictable good old-fashioned wrestling stories cool i mean i still you know i love watching it, all these guys interact and so there's nothing wrong with that but uh yeah there's you know the go home or the stand tall math where you know, like you start to try to base your predictions on not necessarily what you think is going to happen but you're like well if this guy stood tall like like the hangman page one like really had me like kind of second guessing my my uh my thoughts too because i was like oh man like if hang hangman's going down although i think i picked swerve anyway so <laughs> but uh oh <laughs> let me consult let me consult uh, for Swerve and Page, you're the only one that took Swerve. Cool. Dave and I agreed we both want Swerve to win, but we think yeah. Page will. So, uh, and I did uh, wrote down. Now that we've had the go home dynamite, how do you guys feel about your picks? Is there anything you would change if you could? Oh, I don't want to. Ch- I don't ever want to change any of these. I want to like stay guns blazing. But... Oh yeah, no, you got to stick by um, it. But it, uh, I guess I should say is like if you had this information. Uh, would you would have your picks changed? Okay, I'll let yeah. Dave answer first if he wants to. I'm looking through this. Yeah, my mystery partner. I picked uh, Mark Briscoe. There's no way. Like, if he was on the show tonight, yeah. But nah, I don't know. I have no idea. I think they're insinuating all the acclaimed are injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I now that I've looked at it all, no, I wouldn't change anything. I feel pretty confident in what I have to say. Um, I don't know. I'm still surprised I said this. I say MGF's going to retain the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. I, I don't know why I said that, but I'm still keeping it. Cool. Well, that, yeah, that's good. A little uh, conviction behind uh, behind your things. Yeah, some of them had me like. A little that, but uh, some of my some of my picks were goofy, just because uh, I like picking weird long shots, anyways. So, because you know, because occasionally, like, not everything has to be pre- is going to be predictable. So, occasionally, you hit hit those and look like a genius. You're like, haha, I'm nah, I'm just lucky. There could be bad booking. No, we're not, we're not gonna talk about that. There could be just bad booking. You know, looking <laughs> Jay White could just beat mjf and we'd all look like a fool that would be hilarious no way okay okay 
if Jay White beats MJF, I'll eat a wing with the bomb. There you go. There's my claim. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Now Tony Khan's like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you personally. You didn't like the dragon match? You're going to regret it. I happen to be close personal friends with Jay, uh, with Jericho. Eat that fucking wing. He's my bestest <laughs> friend in the whole world. Eat too. <laughs> and I'm sending you tickets to the Jericho cruise next year. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. Don't care. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been talking about that for like two years now. Dude, like we all three got to freaking pull that off like eventually it's oh, like oh yeah three grand i think even though i've said jericho's my least favorite wrestler i'd still go pay to go on a jericho cruise like who wouldn't that'd be a lot of fun does look like a good time they've got a ring on the boat they've got matches going on they've got talent just walking around mingling with people like god like i've who? never even been on a cruise i want to go on a cruise neither have i yeah that'd be fun yeah, I uh, definitely want to do that one day. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, anything else, uh, gentlemen, you want to uh, bring up about AEW or Dynamite for this week? Uh, no, I think uh, I think I've said my piece for the whole thing. Uh, Chandler, you got uh, anything else? I feel like I've blown my load proverbially here, but. I'll put it out to the commenters uh, because I, per, funny enough, this opinion about the dragon match, I didn't really see. A lot of people said they loved it or they had a good time. So feel free to leave it down in the comic section. What did you think of this dynamite? And specifically, what did you think of the dragon match? If you loved it, let us know why. I mean, maybe there was something we missed out on. I'll, I'm an open person. I don't think I'll like the match, but still, why not leave a comment and let us know what you thought of it? But for me personally, I've, I've said my piece. I hear that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's do our uh, high point, low point. Ah. Um, okay, I you can't say Hangman Page promo. Make it okay. make it interesting. Because Can we all um, agree that was the best part of Dynamite? Yeah. Can't say my it. High, high, high point is that nutty rope running fireman carry Canadian destroyer from uh, commander that's my high point uh low point all white again <laughs> anything to do with him love him I respect him he I was such a fan growing up and even you know, he did cool things in WWE up until three years ago, five years ago. Uh, but yeah, they need to get him away from uh, competing. He was the main event yeah. of WrestleMania 36. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Chad? High point, low point. All right. Uh, high point... Oh man, there's a couple that was not Hangman. Uh, let me pick one of these. Let's see. Um, 
I kind of liked, oh yeah. Um, Mox did a couple cool things. No selling the Superman punch was kind of cool, but also one of the things I wanted to touch on, uh, him selling, um, the red rum, he was desperate to get out of that. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of a nice little shine for hook. Uh, cause like, he was like, get me the fuck out of this thing. Cause this could put me down. So he, he respected Hook's Hook's move more than uh, the Orange Punch. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, low points. Let's try not to copy Dave so much. Uh, well, that whole match was kind of a low point for me. Let's do... I don't know, I kind of like the rest of the show. Yeah, just Jericho in general. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Let's come up with something else. Um I think that's a valid low point if you can't tell Chad. Um my high point, uh I'd I'd probably say the Tony Storm segment. I thought that was really funny. I just like what they're doing with her. I like how it builds every week. Um, of course, like the Penta Young Bucks match was fantastic. I really liked the, I loved everything on the show, but the main event. And then my low point was Jericho, but I came up with a sneaky sub low point in case it was taken. And I'll say the misuse of Kyle Fletcher, because that man was, that boy was murdered and not in the fun Orange Cassidy's going to get murdered in the, oh, he's getting murdered. So. Just how all of the Don Callis, Don Callis family looked in this. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just oof. He briefly looked like the uh, the guy on um, Unsolved Mysteries who had who needs to be anonymous for his own protection. Uh-huh. Let's get the There's uh, one AEW fan who does not like Chris Jericho. He will not disclose his location. He hates Chris Jericho and loves the Keshta. He cannot be found. I don't know who he is. Now now the editor has to find the voice changing app on there. Oh, too. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, that would be a good touch. Yeah. Cool. All right. What a fun uh, episode we had tonight. Um, everyone out there, uh, again, uh, like our video. Uh, subscribe, too. Uh then you'll be notified when a new video gets uploaded and all that fun stuff uh again comment down below uh, who do you think the uh, aew signing might be who do you think uh the devil actually is and uh how do you feel about aew in general uh how's their product right now Cool. Yeah. Let us know what you think. And thank you for joining us. Uh, have a good night. Thank you very much. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>